Mahalo, everyone, and welcome to the Ukulele on the Ground podcast. My name is Aldrin Guerrero. Joining me are Mr. Magic Mike Odo. Welcome back. Hey, Hi, guys. A round of applause. And also, <laughs> as per usual, we have Mr. Kahai, the legend, Foragan. <laughs> Say what's up, Kahai. What's up? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a so, Michael uh, Buffer action there. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, the voice is not here. Um, but, you know, Mike is here and he's going to be here answering any and all of your music-related questions. We have a music expert in the house. So much an expert. He has played Blue Note Hawaii. That's... Like, I haven't played Blue Note Hawaii. Maybe. Yet. Dude. We're working on that. Tell us all about it. Who would you play with? Oh, uh, Community College Jazz Band. Nice. Uh, Dean Taba, who's the leader of the UH Jazz Band. Only one of the best, if not the best, bass player in Hawaii. One of, one of the guys I admire <laughs> yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, he wanted to have an all-level jazz festival. Mm-hmm. So he his UH Jazz Band played, mm-hmm. and we're the KCC here is the only one, only community college that has an instrumental program. Mm-hmm. So he really wanted our jazz band to come over. Oh, nice. And he brought uh, Iolani High School's jazz band. Mm-hmm. Some of his students from the Hawaii Youth Symphony, mm-hmm. who has a jazz program now, and all the way down to Moanalua Middle School. Oh wow! So you 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 could see the the, the whole point of it was to show that mm-hmm. you know all the way from middle school all the way to you know college community college. It's funny enough because uh, they were talking about music can be a lifetime thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's obviously not that many old people in the UHS and so <laughs> because they're all students. You know, mm-hmm. they see our jazz band and. Yeah. Uh, let's just say our jazz band swings to the older side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I was a part of that jazz band. You were? Yeah. Like at, at one point, I was part of the uh, KCC jazz band. Good fun, man. They're they're great. So you're basically wearing the shirt to like just, you know. I don't know. It's music. It's a music shirt. <laughs> Rub it in my face. <laughs> Perhaps. That like you did the blue note and I haven't yet. Well, see, the difference is that when you do the blue note, your name will be on the marquee, and mine wasn't, so it doesn't count. So, Magic Tricks what is... by Aldrin Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even going to play his own, folks. He's going to go for an hour of, like, card tricks. Is it like, um, is it like you know, karate or martial arts where you got to play the brown note first and then green note? I'm not... What, what? Yeah. yeah. What level is that blue note? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty up there. All right. Well, yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to stick to brown notes, guy. <laughs> we don't want to do that. So the rating uh, of the show has what changed. We, what we do in this show is we answer any and all of your ukulele questions. And like we said, we have the resident expert uh, in in music. He's he's done it all, guys. He's played with the best. He's uh, like him. Yeah. Well, you know, and um, and and, uh, and and many 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 other people <laughs> who are like leagues above us. You know. So if uh, if you guys got any questions. Music theory wise, he's you know he's very knowledgeable. Um, performance. Uh, if if you guys are teachers, also he's he's a teacher. He you know he teaches at, in the high schools, middle schools, and college and stuff. So if uh, if you need any kind of music help, we have Mac, Magic Mike here <laughs> for you folks. And uh, actually, I want to get this started by um, this past Wednesday we uh-huh. did a show uh, over at the Oasis, and like people just you know people just come up and like hey. Um, we heard about the show from uh, from from the music store in Lihue. But this particular time, tell us about tell us about this this, uh, this particular family who came to see you, who actually listens to the podcast. So what's up, Eva Lani? Yeah, Eva Lani. I believe so. Yes. Oh, nice, nice. So tell us about that because this has something to do with the podcast. Yeah. And you. So they came in, mm-hmm. and it's a whole musical family. So right. the father. Was band an orchestra, and now he's going to be an orchestra teacher, I believe. Yeah. It's Jason. Okay. Um, the wife, Ivalani, is also a music teacher who's mm-hmm. a woodwind player. Their daughter, Carmen, is about to head off to college on a woodwind scholarship. Okay. Clarinet and wow. tenor sax. <clears throat> and their son, who actually I didn't get a chance to meet, uh, but uh, the dad showed me like, his webpage. He yeah. does like all this home jazz mm-hmm. fusion production yeah. at his home. So uh, they came in, and uh, they were talking to Kavika. And basically, like a couple minutes in, she looks over and she goes like, "Is that Mike? That's Mike, right?" <laughs> and he's it's like, a "Magic Mike." <laughs> not unlike the other people, they did not use magic. Um, but just that's Mike from from the Ukulele Underground podcast, right? It's uh-huh. like, and he's like, "Yeah, that's it." And 
It was actually funny because she didn't realize Kavika had actually been on yeah, yeah, Underground yeah. too. Because he looks very different right. now yeah. than he did That's when true. he did that That's video. Yeah. Well, he really care because I want to watch that. Yeah. yeah. He now has a big old goat beard. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. So he does look different, but as soon as mm. he starts playing, you kind of know who he yeah. is. Anyway, so she came, and she, she came out and said, oh my gosh, it's really nice to meet you. I really want to meet all of you guys. I'm a huge fan of Uko Underground. I watch the videos. I recommend <laughs> it to my students, everything like that. I knew I was coming to Kauai. I knew that's where it was, but I had no idea of how to get a hold of any of mm. you. And I was like, well, it's, I guess it's a good thing you came to this store. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Aaron, I'm like, hey, if she listens to the podcast, like, she should know, because uh, we've talked about it many times, where you work and where people can find you. That's true. So, yeah, yeah. So, I, it might have been that. Uh, and, you know, uh, their daughter was looking for an ukulele. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think if you if you type in ukulele, kawaii, oh, yeah. we're, we're either first or second. Yes. You know, because either it's us or, or uh, Sam guys at Kamoa, mm -hmm. you know, for kawaii ukulele mm -hmm. that comes up. So, um, knowing that... Uh, we were probably closer. I think where they were staying, we were closer. Yeah. So that's why they hit us up first. Mm, I see, I see. I they see. walked in. And so then we ended up talking for a while. Um, and not everybody knows this, but uh, Aldrin used to play saxophone, still does it on occasion. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. I was actually a saxophone <laughs> major in college. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot to talk about with the father, who's <laughs> a saxophone player primarily. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we ended up talking for quite a while, and it just so happened that day. So that hey, you if you're a fan of the podcast, you've probably heard about talking about their weekly gig. You know that's today. <laughs> that's right. And, she's like, like, an and hour. She, <laughs> she's like, oh, where are we gonna? Yeah. So we directed them on over to your show. And, oh, nice. And sure enough, when I got there after work, they were all there sitting there, just nice. just watching, watching, and just having a really good time. So yeah, we're they, glad you guys showed up. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you so much for showing up. Yeah, when you when you told me, they're like, oh. Their music, their musical family, their musical teachers. I'm like, and they listen to this podcast. Like, <laughs> did they like listening so they can just correct everything <laughs> saying? Because we don't, we don't, we don't know anything that we're saying, right? Listen guys? to these right? dummies talk know, about right? stuff like you know things. <laughs> That's probably why they hey, maybe it's like watching, maybe it's the cure of watching Jackass. <laughs> you just, you yes. just, you're watching for the train wreck. <laughs> Because, yes. you know, and, and, and that makes me nervous. <laughs> like, just a few weeks ago, we had, um, we had James Hill on the podcast. I watched that one. And he's like, you know, making like references to the uh, to the show. And I'm just like, oh my God, James listens to this <laughs> podcast. Like, and he listens enough to I remember know. stuff. I should like say correct things from now on. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Sometimes I'll put in like just a random wrong thing just to see if anybody. <laughs> and, no, lose, no. and lose all the charm. <laughs> So I'm just like, man, I should like take this a little bit more seriously. <laughs> like there's serious people listening to this podcast, like teachers in like legit schools. <laughs> and, okay. But, I, you know, I'm going to watch what I say from now on, Kahai. <laughs> okay, Kahai, I need, I need a button from you to press every time I give them the wrong information. <laughs> All right, <laughs> You're like, pressing it a lot. <laughs> let's just have like a, every like, you know, few minutes is like... You, don't take anything that we say seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, can, can you do like a VH1 like pop-up video where like every time something's wrong, like something will just pop up. Actually, it's this or And like Jackass, you have to have the big disclaimer before the yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 don't. Please warning. <laughs> no. Any attempt to, we're, any we're attempt okay. to use any attempt to use the concepts and theories postulated in this podcast <laughs> could lead to serious damage or injury of your ukulele. <laughs> Now, well, we always, you know, we always kind of tell people that like, hey, either we're like, either we know what we're talking about or we're shooting from the hip or, you know, I'm, I'm pretty transparent when I say like, okay, I actually am like the worst person to ask about this subject. And, you know, and I think some of the subjects include um, stuff like, like fan strums and, and like strums from the UK <laughs> that, I, that I don't know that I didn't grow up with. It's things like that or like high level, you know, music theory stuff. And that's how you're here. Yes. Okay. So now that we got our weekly story and a great one actually from uh, from Mike, let's start with your questions. Let's let's do the podcast. Okay. Let's actually start now, Kahai. Yeah. So film the uh, disclaimer. Let's go. <laughs> we, we have questions from our audience. Okay. Um, by the way, if you guys are tuning in live, you can type in your questions on the chat um, and uh, basically ask us anything, music or not or whatever. We we are knowledgeable with music, of course, but wrestling. we also know wrestling. You know, professional wrestling. <laughs> I've recently gone into AEW, Danhausen for life, you know, right now. Just, but um, 
Yeah, Nicktoons, 90s Nicktoons. You can, we can do that as well. Or, what, or whatever you want. Video UFC, games. UFC, if anyone wants predictions yeah. on the upcoming UFC. Or, or not that. No, not that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that. That's cool, too. I know that. But ask us whatever you want. Kahai, can you give us the first question, please? Yeah, this one is specifically for Mike. Okay. So, Joel asks, do you uh, also carry baritone ukuleles? And what brands do you carry? Yes, we do. Uh Currently, we only have two baritones in the store. Baritones are a little bit hard to come by sometimes. A lot of ukulele companies... So the problem with a lot of companies, obviously when they're made overseas especially, um, due to, we all know, everything shut down for a while. So a lot of companies are, even now two years later, are still kind of on the comeback. A lot of back orders, a lot of just, you know... Uh, I'll, you know, Kala is a good example. You know, Kala is one of our bigger suppliers of, you know, beginning and intermediate ukuleles. And there's a lot of things, baritones being one of them, that has been a little bit tougher to get just because their production has to go towards basically the money makers. You know what I mean? Like your good standard tenors and concerts and sopranos. Those are the meat and potato of pretty much any ukulele retail place. <clears throat> Baritones are a little bit more off to the side. <clears throat> so if they have a choice of making another 10 tenors or another 10 baritones, they're probably going to make the tenors. Seven um, tenors and three baritones. Yeah. <laughs> Eight, nine tenors and one baritone. Pretty much. <laughs> if, not a, if not a bigger gap. Ah. Um, what do we have in the store right now? I actually have two currently. Uh, they're both Kanilea. Uh, they're both K1 Naturals. Nice. Um, one is with pickup and one is without. That's the only difference between the two. Nice. Yeah, I own a uh, Kanilea baritone. And I've been using it for some of the... Oof. Have, have you played no one? You let me borrow it for like... Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's You right. let me borrow it for like that's three right. months. <laughs> <laughs> I love that thing. And plugged into it sounds really, really nice. Yeah. I use that as like as a guitar for, uh, for my videos mm. um, last year, which I'm still going to do. I'm going to finish those. How close are you? You were very close. I think like I had maybe 12 or 8 to 12 left songs and stuff. So I was thinking um, that maybe I'll just put like a, like a, a huge you know, like a, con- <laughs> no, like a concert or something and just chop off like the eight songs. <laughs> like oh, there you eight go. song concert, have like Aaron come over or something and we just, you know, we just film the thing, so, chop off those eight songs so and was, release them one at a time. I was thinking about saying this in private, but I'm going to say this publicly. Okay. A song I've always wanted to hear you try, okay. and one of your do everything. This is a request from yes. from, from you. Yes. All right. <laughs> I would like to hear you eventually try "Roundabout" by Yes. Okay. I oh okay. That's a tough one. Well, I know yeah. it is. Well, <laughs> by Yes. Well, yes. yeah. You can want as much as you want, yeah. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> it but it does have that really really awesome acoustic yeah, guitar opening that I think would also sound really awesome on ukulele. I'll check it out. Yeah. This is, I'm going to tell you exactly what to tell everyone on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Put money in the jar. <laughs> I will consider it. <laughs> I will write it down in the air. <laughs> no, it's, I'll try it. I'll, try, I'll check it out. I was listening to it on the way over here. That's what gave me Okay, the okay. You know what I was listening to on the way here? Podcast. <laughs> no. uh, let's see. Next question, Kahai. Yeah. Uh, we actually got this question like last week, but uh-huh. then uh, we couldn't answer it during um, uh, James' podcast. Oh, or yeah, 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 we, yeah, yeah. We didn't have time. Sorry. Yeah, but uh, with Mike, this might be perfect. Mm. Uh, so Chris and Sue asked, uh, well, they asked, what are par chords and uh, where can they be applied? Good question. Good so question. power, so going back to the idea of power, uh, any chord is just a combination of notes. Um, you take from the scale and you Mm -hmm. pick certain notes and you put them together. Standard chord would be one, three, and five. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing you add sevens. And then if you get into, you know, uh, jazzier stuff, nines, thirteens, elevens, all that stuff like that. But a power chord is actually even less notes. It's one and five. Mm -hmm. It's basically, the whole point of it is it's basically the most powerful interval you have. It sounds big, it sounds full, which is weird because it has less notes than mm-hmm. rather than more notes but mm-hmm. a standard power chord for a lot of people could just be note one note five yes so if you're playing in the key of c mm-hmm. c and g c g so that's yeah. good for me i already yeah. have those two at the top yeah right there here we have a c, and that would be and considered basically like a power chord right there as a power chord yep. yep um 
Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that in general, even when you have chord tones, there is a little bit of dissonance there. So when you <clears> add <throat> the third, the E natural in there, there is a little bit of clashing mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to remove as much of that as possible out of mm -hmm. that. So one and five would be what we would call the most consonant. It's just one and five. So yeah. here's the one, here's the five, here's the one, here five. Yeah. And uh, here's the regular C chord with one, three, and five. So the three will be this E, open string. And so, what basically what you're is a little bit of dissonance there and you're removing it with the power mm -hmm. chord, which is what gives it, uh, when, you, when you remove dissonance out of a chord, what you're also removing out is, and everybody knows this, if you play two notes next to each other and you're like that little warble. Yeah, oh, so. There's that dissonance. It means those two, those two notes are clashing in some way. Mm. Sometimes it's a matter of the two notes are out of tune with each other, mm. but sometimes just where they land in the sonic spectrum means they clash. Mm. And one and five have very little of that. Mm -hmm. Almost very little to none. Yeah. Which is why it has that big, clear, powerful sound, hence the name of power chord. And that's oftentimes why you hear it in like, you know, like hard rock and heavy metal yeah. riffs. Because because they're looking for just this big power sound. Now if you so, put that <clears throat> the burrito in your mouth and try and sing, you'll have the other half of that. <laughs> so uh, just like regular chords, they are movable chords, you know, say C, if we move the, the 0003 to 1114, that becomes a C sharp, mm -hmm. 2225 becomes a D, so on and so far, go up and down. So if you keep that same shape of 0033, so it would be 1144, uh, 2255, so on and so forth. This is basically the power chord for ukuleles, yeah, so I'm, uh, just to get my fingers out of the way. My fingers are usually here, but I'll just get them out of the way for now. But don't do this. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do this when you're doing power chords. Um, so it's just the, the top two strings and the, uh, the bottom two strings. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, Mike is saying just two notes, you know, which is just these two basically. Yeah, one and five. Now, so a, a lot of guys would also, of course, add in maybe the one on the top. Yeah. So like a C, G, C. So here's here's the one. And here, when I play the third fret, is the five, which is the same as this top string here. So you actually have one and five just by doing this. Same exact note. So what Mike is talking about, adding that A string third fret, Adding that um, the octave of the one, so you have an octave one and two um, fives that like that are uh, what's the word here? <laughs> inversion. Not, kind of, not it's kind of an inversion-ish because you're taking uh, the G and putting it on the bottom rather than on. No, no, no. It's the same note. It's so it's just unison. That's what I was looking for. Oh. So unison notes, and uh, and we got a C and an octave C right there. So we got uh, one and eight and then five. Favorite example. <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> For those yeah. of you folks who know that song, big ups. <laughs> uh, I I, I kind of like talked to Chris and Sue about this too, mm -hmm. and uh, like what I was reading and what I kind of you know you know just from playing these songs, right. but like. Uh, kind of the theory is that it's used for rock and blues a lot because of distortion. Like mm. with distortion, like you don't want the full chord, right? You kind of only want those two true. notes. Yeah. Because if you have the full chord, it's kind of like you said, right? Where more it can kind of be more like mm. there's... Yeah, and, and distortion is only going to exacerbate that. Yeah. So if mm. you have that little bit of dissonance mm. in those notes, you crank overdrive or distortion, it's going to make it really, you know, prominent. So... I, I like using power chords a lot. I mean, I, I play guitar and stuff and I used to play in punk bands and whatever. And I loved it because it's such the best way to uh, to get started with a guitar or with, with an instrument, you know, because um, when you play a regular chord, like Mike said, it's one, three, and five, five a regular yeah. major chord. Um, if you're playing a minor chord, it's a one, flat three, mm -hmm. the five, but 
what these two chords have in common is that one and five. So it's right. kind of interchangeable. Like if you want to use a power chord in place of a, you know of, of a major or minor chord, you could because yes. with that like kind of ambiguous you know like um, chord uh, that, 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 that it has naturally because it doesn't have the three there, you can you can use it for whichever. Mm -hmm. So if you're playing you know, for example like a punk song and stuff, you just need to hold that one shape, move it up and down, and you get major and minor chords. Yep. So it's really, really, really fun. So in this case, um, say for example, I'm playing, um, what's, a, what's a song loop along it? Like uh, island style. Mm -hmm. So, uh, on the island, F, we do it island style. From the mountain to the ocean, from the G, then back to C. So, all major chords, right? right. So, we have <clears throat> C. On the island, we do it island style. Sounds very very plain and stuff. Um, it, it, it works. Now, what's what's one with the with, with the minor chord? Let's maybe never I'm alone. Okay, so chords are A minor, G, F, G. So I have to go all the way here for, for A minor for for the A. Oh, sorry, not A minor. A power chord. A power chord. Never I'm Distortion. <laughs> go full, go full, full here, all right. And it works. You know, like it's it's so easy. Just use this one shape and just move it up and down your fretboard, and uh, <laughs> and, and you got chords and stuff, major and minor. So it's like, like an interesting composition challenge for those yeah. of you who are still in the songwriting challenge. Might be to use power chords mm. and then make your melody jump in and out of major nice. and minor you're actually would be playing basically the same thing the whole time mm -hmm. and just only changing what you sing. I did that once in a did song. Um, Schizophrenic Snowflakes. Yes, I remember yeah, that. So that's, uh, I, I started out with just that power chord. And it starts out major. There's all those things, and then it goes back to that. Once I hit this, proclaiming that there's now a B flat in there, it turns into that minor. So you can use this as a C major chord or a C minor chord. Uh, another uh, another example is um, my arrangement of um, <clears throat> of reason. Mm -hmm. We do a breakdown in the uh, in the middle of reason. It starts out in major. But then there's a part in there in the middle. We go to the power chord. Same thing. Now that it's proclaimed, the power chord is there. You can really further like state claim in that by going adding a note in that in that minor. But that's one way that you can transition from that from that major chord C uh, to the minor. Key, sorry, C, ma uh, C major key to the C minor key, and then go back to it as well. Yeah, it's For like uh, um, clickbait. It's like classical musicians hate this one chord. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Is it a major? Or is it a minor? Mm -hmm. It's both. both. Yeah, <laughs> it's both. And for those of you jazz and/or musical fans mm -hmm. out there. There's one song that everybody knows that makes use of this technique really well um, in reverse. Is that my favorite things from The Sound of Music? Ooh. So if you listen to it, you realize, uh, depending on what key you play it in, a lot of people play it in E. Mm -hmm. um, the first time you go through it, it's E major. Mm -hmm. The next time you go through it, it's E minor. Mm -hmm. But the difference is those notes that define oh, chords so are never of... sung in the melody. Ah. So there's a lot of fives and ones and notes that just don't <clears throat> change. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you listen to the sound of me, uh, my favorite things, you can hear 
that the melody pretty much stays the same the entire way mm. through, and the chords under it keep changing. Mm -hmm. So they go from major to minor to major to minor, Fun. and that's because the melody is written in such a way that it never locks any of those three. things down. <laughs> it it never hits a three. three or a seven. <laughs> oh. So it, it <laughs> yeah, doesn't. It doesn't. You're good. <laughs> yep. You're good. It doesn't set you down <clears throat> on anything, <throat> so you can't say, "Oh, well, yeah. that's definitely that." Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, okay. Um, I realized I went way past power. No, no, that's, that's good. That's that's good. <laughs> any, any other questions, Kahai, that we got? Uh, yeah, we have, we have a sure. kind of a lot. Uh, so Andrea asks, uh, is there actually enough coal wood? I see it now often used with guitars. Uh, which wood comes closest to the sound because the sound is very is really very pleasant? Um, do you want to take that one or do? You... I mean, I have a little bit of that. I mean, there's there's enough coal wood. Yeah. Um, and you know, with Kanilea's uh, like reforestation thing, there will be more coal woods. But there's definitely, you know, there's definitely coal wood supply available. But uh, because there's laws and uh, and restrictions that are that are set that that keeps the supply of coal um, at at a you know good amounts or, or at a decent amount, it's a decent amount. I guess it's not really endangered per se. Like I, it definitely just, wouldn't be an endangered. No, like say something like sandalwood, which would still be considered that. right. But I think with with koa, there's there's so much things in place to make sure that it doesn't dip that low. And uh, with uh, with with Kanilea's reforestation thing, like I said, they are trying to you know um, trying to create more so that there's an abundance of them. And um, <clears throat> and what's cool is that. They actually don't even use, you know, they don't cut koa trees down. They use fell trees to like make their make their ukuleles. So I think with uh, you know with with that, the supply should be should be pretty good. And yeah. if you have a uh, you know like a, a good like supplier for koa that that gets it at a yeah. you know at a legal, <laughs> legal sustainable way. ways, that, you know <laughs> that that also is important to bring up too. I think is that if mm -hmm. you're buying a ukulele because it's koa, yeah. Like try and see if it actually is koa wood, yeah. right? Because there are some builders or makers who will sell you something that they call koa, but because koa, there's regulations with uh, mm. koa wood and using koa wood. Some people use like uh, mm. kind of like uh, another wood that's it's part acacia. of it's acacia. Yeah, it also almost very it's acacia wood because it's the cousins of the same family. Yeah, yeah. but this is what I tell people at the store when they're buying a koa koa. If they use a word that's anything other than Hawaiian in front of koa, they're mine. Mm. <laughs> Straight up. Because yeah. there's no such it's... thing as Honduran koa. <laughs> there's no such thing as Brazilian koa. None mm. of that exists. Have you seen Honduran koa? I have. It's, it's called an acacia tree. Honduras. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, now, interestingly enough, in the ukulele world, we don't no. see that much of it yet. Mm -hmm. In the furniture world, you see a lot of it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you oh. go if you look at like exotic furniture, mm -hmm. tables, stuff like that, you will see a lot of things that are being listed as Brazilian koa, Honduran koa. Or, I've never seen that. I have. It's, and basically, all it is, it's basically acacia trees yeah. because they're so close mm -hmm. that if anybody's yeah. ever seen like a solid, beautiful, solid acacia ukulele, mm -hmm. it's tough. Yeah. Sometimes you tell the difference between that and a real koa wood ukulele. If it you, is. If you stain it just right, especially yeah. like for furnitures and stuff, if if you, you know, if you do like an acacia table versus a koa table side by side, and if like a good enough furniture maker makes that acacia table and, yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and like I said, and, and does, you know, and finishes it just right, it could look almost That's, identical. I mean, as a, as you'd have to really table. know yeah. your stuff to, yeah. to, to, to discern the two. I'm sure you guys have heard, right? Like of people coming down to Hawaii and they're like, "I bought this beautiful koa table or something," <laughs> and like, "Oh, I don't know if that's really cool. Like that looks." <laughs> like, how much, well, the, the, the first question I ask people is, "Well, how much did you pay for it?" Yeah, yeah. Because if they, because if they tell me that and they say, "Oh, I paid like five thousand bucks for it," then in my head it'll be like, "Well, I mean, you're in the right price range." Yeah. yeah. That doesn't that doesn't mean you still didn't get ripped off, but you're in the right price range. If you tell me like, oh yeah, I got a full coal wood table from Home Depot and it was like two hundred fifty dollars, I said like, no, you no. don't. You got yeah, a veneer. Yeah, veneer. You got a veneer, <laughs> or you just got a Brazilian coal table. No. You know. But the thing is, a lot of the companies that are doing that. Mm. The problem, the big problem with that is that they're using the word koa to jack up the price it's on a buzz it. Term. Too. It's a buzz term, mm -hmm. like like chunking. Mm. <laughs> So, yeah, but that's a, that's that's a thing. 
you know. Yeah. I think the nice part about koa is unlike some other woods, um, you know, the not the moratorium, but like the restrictions on selling it goes all the way back to like the Kingdom of Hawaii. Mm. So people got ahead of that idea of like clear cutting for profit way before it became a problem. Mm. Good. And thankfully, as it yeah. moved into territory status and then state status, mm. those laws and stuff had stayed in place mm. because, <laughs> well, I mean, your ukulele is a really good example of what happens when it goes out of control because Brazilian rosewood. Oh, I was like, I don't have my cold Ukraine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Brazilian rosewood. Yes, yeah, Brazilian rosewood. So for those <laughs> wow. who don't know the story, this the back and sides is Brazilian rosewood. It is a marvelous wood and for a long time was considered the wood to use mm. back and sides and fingerboards. The problem was, it was so popular that, it, I mean, and there was no real set, strong central governing uh, body in Brazil to say, hey, maybe we should cut down mm. all the trees. Um, <laughs> you guys noticed there's a lot less of these. There's a lot more sunlight <laughs> around here, but not in a good way. <laughs> so, uh, so Brazil actually just said at a certain point, it's like, we have chopped down so much of it. Yeah. You know, we keep going. <laughs> There won't be anything. Mm -hmm. And so uh, in 1970, they put a full stop. And it still is in place to this day. There's a, if you wonder why anything with Brazilian rosewood is so expensive, it's because whatever Brazilian rosewood Legally, was outside anyway. of Brazil <laughs> yeah. on July, January 1st, 1970, mm -hmm. is all the wood out of Brazil there will ever be until mm -hmm. Brazil decides to lift that restriction. <laughs> yeah. And what? it's it's... The supply shrinks. Every time an ukulele or a guitar is made, that supply goes down by that much and it's not replenished. I, I, bought, a, I bought an instrument and it's a Honduras Brazilian rosewood. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, there are some great ones. I have a guitar that has like East Indian rosewood and that's like East Indian rosewood good, is yeah. great. And, and matter of fact, East Indian rosewood is actually far more sustainable yeah, yeah. than Brazilian rosewood because mm -hmm. for a lot of, and this also ties into something you love which is tea. Yeah. The reason there's so much East Indian rosewood is because of tea plantations. Mm -hmm. What they, tea plants need shade, otherwise mm -hmm. they'll die. Mm -hmm. So when they plant the rows of tea plants, yeah. they plant rosewood yeah. trees along right. the way. Also, it mm. makes it smell good. See, this, uh, this is why we bring you on the podcast, Mike, <laughs> just these things. See, guys, have, have you not missed this matter? You're not entertained. <laughs> Well, so, <laughs> and that's how it goes. So when the tree grows, it provides shade yeah. for the tea bushes. And over time, then the trees get too big, yeah. and then they would take away from the nutrients in the soil. So mm. they cut them down, pull the stumps, and now you sell the like, logs off mm. to all the companies for rosewood, and they start over again, plant new bushes, plant new trees. I, I hope you're right, Mike, because we have two teachers <laughs> that we'll be getting emails <laughs> from, and one James Hill, <laughs> if this is not correct information. No, I... I, I am 100% sure this sense. is right. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that guy that said he was a hundred percent sure. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent sure that I, what I just said is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great. That was great. I love that. I didn't know that. I love tea. That, that I know you're. I know yeah. you're a very avid tea drinker. So right on. Anything you get from India, you yeah, know, right India is partially the reason why there's East Indian rosewood everywhere. Uh, hmm. What about um, Andre's second question, which is like, which woods come closest to the sound of coal? Oh, that's more of a him question for sure. Oh. I mean, you know, if um, if you don't mind like the moniker of like Hawaiian koa, then like acacia. I mean, that's if you know if we're if we're looking biologically, you know, like which which one will be the closest to you know to to that cut of wood or whatever. But if we're talking sound and stuff, um, I always viewed koa as more in the middle. There's like, there's darker sounding tones and there's bright sounding tones. Um, bright sounding tones include stuff like this, where it's like um, the spruce and darker sounding tones um, include stuff like mahogany. It's, you know, it's more in the, on, on the darker side. I always thought koa was um, right in the middle, leaning a little bit towards the brighter side. And that's kind of what's cool about, you know, what, about koa. So if you think about it that way, um, you just pretty much get whatever sound preference that you want and you go after that award. So something uh, that will be close to this, like I mentioned, is, uh, you know, is, is acacia, but it's not like the, the most, it's not the most attractive, you know, like sounding no. like, I have an acacia ukulele. They're like, oh, I don't know, but you know. <laughs> I have a Brazilian ukulele. <laughs> yeah, Brazilian Brazilian um, 
but you can uh, you can get things like uh, um, like redwood sounds pretty good. That that leans towards the you know the brighter side, but not as bright as say stuff like spruce. Um, some mahogany will be a little bit brighter you know, than some, so that works out. Where really do you think well. cedar falls in that? Oh, some around around the you know the uh, <laughs> the koa side, but more bright. More bright, just like kind of like redwood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one of my favorite ukuleles that I, I have come across uh, is made by Leilani, mm -hmm. which they do like a laminate ebony back and side, but a cedar, a solid cedar top. top. Mm -hmm. And right. I, I do very much like the sound of it. Mm -hmm. It's nice and full. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, it, it tends to lean towards the you know towards the brighter side. But then again, I, and I'm I'm like nervous to even say this stuff because people were like, no, because I have this. And the thing is, I have a I have a mahogany ukulele that's like super bright. So they're like woods. It just it plays a part. Yeah. But then construction is probably construction has a ton yes. of yeah. So you know, it's I, I might be saying things just from from experience and stuff. And uh, but that's that's what I that's what I found. There there's definitely some you know some ukuleles that fall under. Uh, a bunch of different categories like for for example a, a ko ukulele can be a, a dark you know dark sounding you i have a dark sounding ko ukulele from kanilea my first uh i'll dream model like the prototype mary jane that prototype was on the darker side you know like it sounded even darker than uh than the mahogany um like martin that that, uh, that i own so it's just it really depends on the cut of wood, the build, and all these things. So if you're asking like, what is the closest to you know to that, uh, I would just have to go with that answer. Biology-wise, like acacia. But if you yeah. were looking for more attractive, you know, um, tone tone wood would be like a redwood. Yeah. Although and I think I think one thing to think about too, when you're if you're looking for an ukulele that has mm -hmm. a specific sound, to be perfectly honest, I would just go into a good ukulele store. And just play yeah. a bunch of them yeah. until, you, until you get to one. But I mean, because, that's a legitimate because, question. You know, you know, I mean, wood is, wood is a, as you say, it's like biology. Yeah. But it's an organic material. Yeah. Yeah. No two cuts of wood are the same. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, a tree could have grown a little more dense in yeah. its grain, and that's going to change the sound. It could be more loose in its grain, and that changes the sound. Yeah. So I think if, even with something super specific <laughs> like this, if Joe built you five more of these, mm -hmm. They would all have different sound characteristics. Yeah. You probably wouldn't get two that were like clones of each yeah. other. And, and yeah. I just say that because the the redwood ukulele that I have, the Bridgewood, mm -hmm. that, um, that one sounds like a, a like a ko ukulele, but really like opened up. It's kind of like uh, an, a ko ukulele that I've had for like ten years, mm. you know. But then I it sounded like that right off the you know uh, right off the case. And that's that's kind of what was cool about it. But then again, like, how is that going to sound like in ten years? You know, right. so it's going to be towards the brighter yeah. side. You like, you told me that. This, I'm we just basing it from my experience. Yeah, we we like nothing beats yeah. going in person and playing the instrument yourself yes. too, right? Because yeah. yes. like, as much as like if you listen to somebody do a sound sample of somebody else playing it, mm -hmm. uh, we've heard like pe two people play the same instruments, and it's like, whoa, mm -hmm. sounds like different uh, instruments almost yeah. just by. The way that they're playing mm -hmm. it right so yeah, yeah. i have a um uh taylor that's um that's mahogany and that sounds really nice and uh and, and mellow really like darker sounding you know sounding ukulele but i have you know played um some koa ukuleles that are just as you know just as dark and and, and stuff so. yeah and you know even to the point about watching someone do a sound mm -hmm. sample online mm -hmm. The, it, that only that only holds a lot of water if you're going to that store and buying that ukulele <laughs> off that per, yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> like a sound sample can sound amazing yeah. but that again you know depending on and it depends it depends greatly because i think you know whether you're talking about a chinese made production made ukulele mm -hmm. or a hand built thing mm -hmm. you know yeah. um that all changes everything so if you hear someone play a sound sample of an ukulele you think that's really Go ahead and test a couple of them out if you yes. can get a hand a handle on it. But also, I would tell you, don't be crazy surprised if it doesn't sound like the video. Yeah, yeah. I have something to say to that. Um, all the ukuleles at Ukulele Underground shop 
are the same exact ukuleles that are on that you know uh, on the, the picture that, that you buy. Is that's the, the one. The yeah. So I've the one that I've done sound samples of that that are available. That's the same exact ukulele that is for sale. It's not like we have just buy it whatever tenor kanilea. It's like we have several tenor and I've done sound yeah. samples of all those tenors. All all the kanileas are like that. Mm -hmm. The only thing is like the Islanders, Islanders yeah, where they're like yeah. box sets or yes. something. Yeah. But yeah. But but definitely all the kanileas that we have on uh, on you. Uh, shop are those exact kanileas and um the way that we film them as far as the sound and stuff it's everything is flat so it's now like oh for this one we're gonna boost the uh what it needs yeah. a little bit to give it a little bit more body you know we wanted to give the most authentic sound sample as we could so that's that's that i you know there's like some and it's not ukulele it's more guitar that like that i see online when people are like oh, i want to do a sound sample to this guitar and it's got like all these effects on it it's got like the reverb and stuff like yeah, that's so what, not what that guitar sounds like yeah. or or like you know uh, <laughs> i wish we had like expensive mics but like <laughs> yeah you know, i guess so yeah yeah that's yeah, it they, they put like it's like oh this is a two thousand dollar guitar in front of a ten thousand dollar mic <laughs> yeah, it'll it's sound like, really through good. a thirty thousand dollar mixing board plus yeah, a yeah. million dollar a million dollar making uh musician playing yeah. or whatever yeah. you know like professional yeah, musician so. but that's good though i mean mm -hmm. because at least you're narrowing it down yeah. at that point you know yeah, you buy in a cup it doesn't sound like the video <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, then it's you. Joe kind of had a question related sure. to that too, sure. and he said, uh, "What does it mean when you say darker sound? Is this also mm. uh, regards to warmer sounding ukuleles?" Okay, yeah, dark is more is more warm. Bright is like you know how do I explain this? Bright is is more for me. It's like it's like a um like a clarity thing. If it really pierces if it's a piercing sound uh to to the instrument that's what i would define as uh, as, as bright like really you know like really bright a darker one is more on the mellow side just like how you know you thought it's more dark it's more mellow it's more kind of whole sounding how do how do i explain this yeah right because like I, I always think of it as in clarinet terms. <laughs> you know what I mean like a nice whole tone when you play, you know, when you play a clarinet, play saxophone or whatever, that whole tone it sounds a lot uh, a lot better than that kind of, you know, bright squeaky kind of tone. For people who who, who maybe aren't as like versed with music terms like mm -hmm. that, uh, an example I do give, when you think of brightness, think of like an opera singer. Mm. Uh, a lady opera singer when It'll she sings she right can, through <laughs> when she sings it like hits you yeah. like a, like a so I, I describe brightness as something like hitting you like an arrow mm -hmm. or a punch mm -hmm. um, as opposed so think of a, a lady opera singing singing like you know right of the Valkyries or something yeah and she's hitting those piercing notes and it just digs right in your ears darkness exactly <laughs> darkness would be something like Karen Carpenter singing she had a beautiful mm -hmm. mellow tone. Whenever mm -hmm. she sang, her sound washes over you like a wave, a mellow wave. There you go. But if you've ever heard Karen Carpenter sing, you kind of know what I mean. No matter what she sang, it never hits you in the face like that. It always just washed over you. And so when he talks about dark instruments, they, they play like Karen Carpenter sings. And if he's talking bright, he's talking about an ukulele that punches you in the face like an opera singer would. Yeah, and Great I think song by the way. Have you done this as a lesson yet? <laughs> That's a good one. That song. <laughs> I think, uh, and I, I also think that people kind of get attached to these words, right? Like they're like, I gotta find a bright ukulele, mm. or I gotta find a dark ukulele. Mm. But then that's only one aspect of the yeah. instrument. Yeah. You can find like a dark instrument that is like, whoa, this. This is a dark instrument, but it projects really loudly. Yes, like yes. so, that's why I like mm. it. Or you can find a super bright instrument, but it's like, wow! But the I can sound get... just dies like right in front of it. Yes. Yeah. Or you can. It's like, oh, but I can play very mellow kind of songs yeah. with this instrument, even though it's super bright. I guess we so. should also put this disclaimer on that. You can find the most ideal mm -hmm. uh, example of any of the instruments we're talking about. And you can change everything about them by how you play it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. You know? If you're gonna be playing with a pick, doesn't matter how dark that yeah. thing sounds, it'll no, you know be as bright and, as the sun. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know, and 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 again, we have a great example of this. There's 
I don't know how many ukuleles are in this room. There's a lot of ukuleles in this room. Yeah, well, like, uh, to, to that, you could play bright, like... Right, or you could play darker and yeah. more mellow, more. Yeah, and that's the thing. Someone, someone, a good player like him can take any ukulele and and mold the sound mm -hmm. the way he wants it to go. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Versus exactly, and there's a huge difference right there, and that's just what meat of the finger versus your thumbnail. Yeah. And that that's kind of like also a thing that makes a good ukulele, right? Is that it's easier to play either sides of the the spectrum of like bright or dark, mm -hmm. and then with like kind of I would say like a, a not as good ukulele, you're more tuned into whatever the ukulele sounds. It's gonna is. tell you how it wants to be played. Pretty much, yeah. Or it's it's it would be harder like if it's a super bright instrument. It's like I want to play it more mellow, like, but it's like there's a limit to how much I can do to make mm, it yeah. sound more mellow. So. But even, and keep in mind though, that even when you have that, there's other things you can do. Like he was just changing his sound mm -hmm. with pure technique. Mm -hmm. Now I think, and I do think, you know, and I, 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 I espouse this with all my students, your technique is the most important thing. We, I think we all know those, that one old uncle who mm -hmm. could pick up the most janky guitar in the world <laughs> and make it sound so good. Yeah. As well as we also know those guys who own like a $10,000 Schmidt and it sounds, you yeah. know, it sounds like an ABC story every time uh, they play. This guy right here. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's so many things you can do. So past tech, so if you have good technique, if you really mm -hmm. concentrate on that foundation, mm -hmm. you should be able to manipulate that any way you want. Now, beyond that, maybe you want a little brighter, you want a little bit darker, you want a little bit of help with that. Mm -hmm. That's where things like your strings come in. Yes. That's where things like the setup of your instrument comes in. Mm -hmm. Do you use a pick? Do you not use a pick? All those things, th those are all things that beyond your technique, you can little extra helps. Mm -hmm. Like another 5% in this direction, another 5% in this direction. Yeah. Attribute you, points? Pretty much. You, you know, put, it, <laughs> put, put, put points into the skills you want, people. <laughs> yes, great advice for, for mm -hmm. everything. <laughs> Yes. All right. It's that charisma in life. Oh. <laughs> I think I took all my charisma and, 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 and put it in the Zugalale. <laughs> what are you saying? You just told us that you're going to play DDR. That's <laughs> most charisma. Oh, 10, yeah. 10 charisma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He, he just he, outed me. He's, <laughs> I, that was holding I confidence. That was, that was dream. part of no. <laughs> No, that, okay. You know that that's not the only thing I could out you about, so don't even, don't even ask. That's, like, that's, that's the worst thing. Yeah. After you yes, just I just, I, I'm a fan of Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm going to get back into it. Generally. He just, he just like, bought yeah. a, a special item. It was special, the uh, yeah, an DDR pad of DDR, DDR pad. pad of awesomeness plus five to charisma. Yeah, no minus five charisma. <laughs> I started playing DDR <laughs> plus five foot injury. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, used to, I used to be super into it. I was actually I spent many 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 quarters over at the Nine Nine Ranch in uh, in Moanalua, <laughs> and uh, I remember. I, it's super bad. Don't ever do this, anybody. But like, I thought, because I like Naruto. Yeah. And it's going to get really geeky. You know, like uh, that scene where like Rock Lee takes off his like, you know, his. Did you uh, wear weights, weights and play DJ? I did wear five pound weights per foot. <laughs> and that's how I play DDR to get faster. And it works, but it's so bad for you. Like, <laughs> I want to see it. I saw a doctor afterwards. They're like, yeah. Don't, do why, why are you doing it? Don't do that. I'm like, okay. Anime <laughs> lied to me again. Oh. I know. You're talking to an old school kung fu logic. guy here. Trust me, I know, I know this story. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I used to, I used to wear like five pound weights uh, on the, on each foot. I've trained with the metal DDR rings. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like, are you? Shang-Chi. <laughs> Shang-Chi. Oh my God. What's that guy? I was like talking about Naruto. It's mm -hmm. like, come on, Dragon Ball Z, the original. Oh yeah, I guess so the, 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 the weighted vest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Let me take this off. Yeah, yeah I even, even Piccolo like with his with his hat, takes his hat off and his cape and stuff, and yeah. like fifty whatever each. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I used to do that. <laughs> I used to uh, be that kid at at the ninety nine ranch, <laughs> hanging out with like kids. I don't know, half my age or whatever, who's like, who's there legit to play video games. And I'm there, they're like, okay, 
it's, it's my workout. It's training. <laughs> it's training. It's train. I got my. I got, I got to put my my leg weights on. But yes, I'm going back to it. My uh, my. <laughs> <Were iPad>. you, <laughs> oh, you put your leg on weights on. You put on also charisma weights. <laughs> your charisma. Spot. But see, the thing is, you know, I'm 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 not a spring chicken anymore. I have to like really keep up, you know, with, with my my kids getting older. There's like the real reasons. The weights are plus three to strength, but minus four to constitution. <laughs> My my kid's getting older, and you know, and she's she's like a lot more active now, especially because she's like she she now knows what active play is. Back in the day when we just keep her at home, it's like yeah, this is playing. But now she goes to like preschool, she sees like what playing is. Oh my god, is. there's but like running. other kids, you know, there's running involved exactly. And I'm like, oh my god, now she knows running. <laughs> now I have to run too. So. Yeah, so he's by her treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> Learn, Ellie. Yeah. Uh, Wolfman asked, uh, is there any recommendations for musicians to listen to Enjoy Boy With Uke? So. Oh, hey, you like the boy. Do you listen to Boy With Uke? No. It's a rapper. He's no, rapper. I, what I've been listening to is the Jazz Daredevil. Oh, so have you checked it out? I listened to the whole oh. album. I listened to it for like three days this straight. Is, it's so it's good. not for the faint of heart. You don't just you don't just go from Boy With Uke to like to Jazz Daredevil. That's high level ninjutsu <laughs> <laughs> i played it for everybody in the store yeah oh uh, they all love it they think it's they think it's one of the best albums they've ever heard okay um if you haven't checked it out if you like boy with uke i mean i don't know if i have any other like suggestions that are kind of like that it's kind of unique um uke specific yeah kinda uke's, modern but if um, <coughs> i do have some uke recommendations if you uh, if you like uke stuff if you like a lot of islandy sounding you know um sounding songs Check out guys like Kyle Creative Boys. We play a lot of Kyle Creative Boys here. Um, Opihi Pickers. If you guys have not heard of Opihi Pickers, um, they're awesome. They're, the lead ukulele player is Imua Garza. I feel like is the most underrated ukulele player of all time. Like I think it, he should be as as famous all over the world as guys like Jake Shimabukuro and, Imu, uh, and, and James, James, Hill. Yeah. <laughs> James Hill. He really is just like a genius on the ukulele. So check out um, he should be Pickers. He should be up there for lots of instruments. Oh I've yeah, heard, that's right. It's not just ukulele. I've heard him play electric guitar. I mean, we're talking about ukulele, yeah. but, but Imua is one of those guys that we hate. Because he can pick up every instrument and he plays it all equally well. I mean, it's really disgusting. Good. And he sings. And he, like, yeah, and he, and he sings. produces. He's yeah. just a wonder. A lot of modern yeah. bands from Hawaii get their albums produced yeah. by Umuo too. So. Yeah, even guys out of Hawaii, I think like uh, he did some stuff for some tracks for like Catch a Fire, you know? Like he, I was pointing to your shirt too, oh, right? right? Oh, hey, Carly G. Yeah, he, he did. Um, he produced Carly. Okay. Yeah, or he's yeah. producing or whatever, or has, and he has helped and some work for other friends. Or Dondi, he did yeah, a bunch Dondi. of her stuff. Mm -hmm. So you guys know Dondi from uh, from some of the videos here in Ukulele on the ground. He's he's got his hands on a lot of stuff. So I, I think he doesn't mind that he doesn't get to add, you know, the the recognition. He's busy. It's not like he ain't working. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know, I really think more people out there should know him. So I always put his, you know, put his name in that band amongst like the the Ukulele <laughs> suggestions that I always make. So definitely the check out OP Pickers. What is a? Uh, I was thinking of his project, uh, Tutu's Hip. Is that what oh, it's Tutu's called? Hip? Tutu, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you you know Tutu's Hip? Really? No. Oh, after this show, I I am gonna open your eyes. Tutu's <laughs> no. Hip. Yeah. And we'll, we'll put uh, links in the yeah, reference in the description. It's it's tough to 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 describe. It really is its own thing. Dude, be prepared. <laughs> Be yeah. prepared. What about um, Mike? Do you just have like it doesn't have to be uke specific, but do you have any uh, any musicians that people should check out? Well, I'll start with ukulele. I mean, okay. the yeah. guy next to me. Oh, he's he's not bad. Yeah. I've heard his. I like. I was putting it. I was putting it. Far right. <laughs> no, listen to his music. Um, I because I'm a jazz guy. Abe Abe Lagerlos. Yeah. Um, he's pretty incredible. If you want to hear some like old school, there's a wonderful album, Herb Ritz and Lyle, uh, Lyle Ritz and Herb Ota. <laughs> Herb Ritz. Sorry. Yes. Lyle Ritz Oates. and Herb Ota. Um, and it was a live duet mm. within, uh, with a, like a jazz piano trio. Mm -hmm. And I forget the name of it, but it's just like a black, uh, the album is black cover. It just has the two other names live somewhere, and that mm. is an incredible ukulele mm. album. They're just playing all jazz standards. Mm -hmm. Two ukuleles, bass, drums, and piano. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. Um, I mean, 
a lot of those, a lot of the great ones, everybody's already heard mm. of. You yeah, know. like James Hill. But speaking of James people, Hill, speaking of which, yeah, definitely check yeah. out his. his Although some some of what James does might be at that same level of like uh, maybe <laughs> maybe want to move up through a couple levels. <laughs> Otherwise, you're gonna hear James play, and or worse yet, you watch James play, and then you'll be very like, confused. Maybe I should pick up flutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> go back to my clarinet. Because like because like hearing James is one thing, but then you watch him and yeah. see him do all that that multitasking he can pull on the ukulele. And it's just like, yeah, you know, I don't understand yeah. that. Maybe I'll just stick to DDR. Like. <laughs> uh, one of the people in the chat said, yeah. uh, "A night of ukulele jazz live at McGabe's." That's the That's one. The one. McGabe's. The that one. is an yeah. incredible album. It's one of my favorites. Um, what uh, we should just have like a, an album of the week that we should we should do. We should, we should do something album. like that. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. So what's your album pick of the week? That one. Uh, well, I said I'd talk about ukulele, so but. Uh, I'll I'll go one outside of uh, mm -hmm. outside of that, um, a little more outside jazz. Heavy weather by the band Weather Report. My uh, so it was nineteen seventies fusion jazz. Mm -hmm. It's very nuts, but it has some of the four of the greatest players on the planet at that time mm -hmm. just going berserk on their instruments. Mm -hmm. Only only four. Ugh, I don't know. That's all mm -hmm. you needed with those guys. <laughs> My pick of the week is. Uh, just like last week, Kyle Creator Boys live Hot Hawaii Nights. They released an album on Spotify of that whole Hot Hawaii Nights set. And um, for the first time ever, I heard um, Here Comes the Sun by Ernie Cruz Jr. A song by Ernie Cruz Jr. is hauntingly beautiful. Check it out. If you guys are fans of the ukulele at all, that album, it's, it's like an essential. If you're a fan of music, listen to Ernie <laughs> Cruz Jr. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if not, then Ernie Cruz Jr. photographs. Awesome album. Awesome mm. album. So e either one of those two. The the Kyle Curry Boys live album from uh, um, it's on Spotify and I don't know if um if Apple Music or anything. I know it's on Spotify. Uh, Hot Hawaiian Nights Live. And the other one would be Photographs, Ernie Cruz Jr. Yeah, if you're not familiar with him, you you should be. His or his music was yeah. And still, his music is incredible, although he's now since moved on. Or like, uh, since I talked about OP Pickers, OP Pickers album that I suggested, just look for like a best of, like a best of OP Pickers. And if you can't find anything like that, the first, or it's his second album, uh, Beginnings, that's a good one too. It's got um, B.B. Sean or, oh. as, as a drummer. As, Wait, what? Yes, dude, I've got rips. <laughs> he's amazing. Yep. Yet yeah. another, so he's like another He was the original... Wonder. Uh, I shouldn't say original because, but they're like he was, you know, he was that um, one of the one of the founding like members. Nah, nah, I shouldn't say that either because it's he's on the second album because the first album they were like fifteen. That's why it's like kind of tough to say they made their right. first album. They're super duper young, and then um and then I think three years later when they're like eighteen, nineteen, when they're like you know they're 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 adults and they're like making. For playing professional music and stuff. Um, not that they weren't professionals then. That's why it's tricky. But uh, that's when you know, they had um, Sean Nishimoto. I shouldn't even call him Sean. <laughs> Sean Nishimoto. I don't know. He still a... goes by that sometimes. Really? I, I don't know. I thought he changed his name because... <laughs> I mean, I, I, his Facebook is is Sean Nishimoto, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's, it's like that. one of those things. So like he, I, he was a drummer and then the, the original members of the band. So, so he's like Stevie Wonder. Yeah, he's blind and um, but he and then he can rips. play. He can play all the instruments. Just like Imo Garza, he, he just he picks up whatever and he rips at it. So I hate those guys. <laughs> <laughs> the highs out of those guys. No. <laughs> Seen him pick up a keyboard. No. No, like a. But like I've heard the result. Keyboard. But I've heard the results of it and. Yeah, I so can carry like a. 68 keys keyboard, right? <laughs> like, you just put what's, it underneath what's your, your... What's your typing speed? God, what is your words oh, per minute? Oh, no. I'm like, I'm like 70 words. Like, oh, really? I'm not, okay. I'm, I, was I, good. I type like a dinosaur. I type with my two fingers. Yes, me too. I type like this. Yeah. <laughs> I type like so. this with my thumb. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I I think the highest I had like was, was 69, 62, 69 mm -hmm. words per minute. Of course, that would be the first I'm number not, you come up with. <laughs> I'm not like uh, I'm not the fastest either. My wife did like a hundred something, but yeah. I'm like, well, how how'd you how'd you do that? Yep, yep. She's like by typing, like how oh, you should by type. actually typing. <laughs> yeah. oh, God. It's too much trouble. Yeah. All right, Kahai. Um, any last minute questions before we go? Uh, yeah. So, right, uh, so one more. Detroit Ukula asks. Uh, how much does solid wood versus laminate matter on a soprano-sized ukulele? 
Do you access the tone and playability of a soprano any differently than larger sizes? Does it pay off to spend high dollars, thousand dollars plus on a soprano? I work in a music store, so we'll go backwards. I work in a music store, so yes. No. Uh, <laughs> um, laminate versus, I mean, we both have probably mm -hmm. opinions about it. I would probably say uh, at the beginning, laminate is good because it is stronger, mm -hmm. more resistant to temperature and humidity. But I would always say a laminate instrument's sound is kind of compacted. For those of you that do work with music te te technology, <laughs> it, it, it sounds like you've run an ukulele through a compressor. Um, open, and then the reason for that is with a plywood instrument, you have three pieces of wood that are glued together and you're trying to get them to vibrate the same way, which is fairly much impossible because mm -hmm. it's three different pieces of wood. Mm -hmm. So whenever you have things like that and they're trying to vibrate together and they can't, the, the the differences in the vibration patterns will cancel frequencies out. That's why you lose some of that sound at the top and the bottom. Whereas a solid wood instrument, because it's one piece of wood, it can it can generate more sound because the vibration can travel evenly throughout the top. Mm -hmm. And um, so that if you're looking for the greatest sound, a solid wood is always a better idea. Just know that it does mean there's a bit more maintenance, mm -hmm. and a little bit more, yeah. you know, a little bit more involved taking care of. <clears throat> uh, as far as like approaching it goes and stuff, um, sopranos, uh, the way that I approach it, I actually like sopranos more as a, as a strumming, you know, strumming instrument because it really does give that like authentic Hawaiian kind of sound to it, you know, like when I'm strumming, now I'm not saying this is not authentic or whatever, but if I played that same exact strum with those same exact chords on a soprano, it just that's what like ukuleles are supposed to sound, or at least in, in my you know in my head, and it's of course subjective. Um, so I always approach it a, a lot differently, and um, and would I approach a laminate soprano and a solid wood soprano differently? Probably not. I don't think so. I mean, I would, I would strum it just like how I would strum a. Any like any soprano ukulele, maybe like if uh, if the tone is a little bit more on the warmer, darker side, maybe I'll use it for uh, for some pickings. But I tend to not use pickings on the um, on the soprano because it, it it tends to get too like plucky. Yeah. I don't know the plinky. word bl plinky. I plucky. call it plinky. Yeah, that kind of sound. Yeah. Whereas uh, picking on on the tenor just sounds a lot more the clarity wise sounds a lot better but you know then again i don't know what i'm talking about because guys like masters like herb Ota, mm -hmm. you know he'll like ota san will play with a soprano ukulele or a super soprano and, and make those tones really ring out so it just really depends on, on who's holding the uke yeah, yeah. well mm -hmm. again it goes back to our talk technique yeah technique he's got incredible yeah. technique yeah not that i can't make a soprano sound or pick on a soprano and make it sound good like i can i just I just prefer to do it on a tenor. And as much as we can kind of give like general mm -hmm. ideas of what a ukulele will sound like and be like when you play it, mm -hmm. like really it is, at the end of the day, it's all up to you going out and trying ukuleles, right? Mm -hmm. And finding what you like. So mm -hmm. yeah, but, like if you want to spend a thousand plus on a soprano, like go for it. It's not, <laughs> it's not going to be like a bad, you know, if you like yeah. it, then yeah. nobody can, nobody should be able to tell you that. like, oh, yeah. that's not a... You shouldn't spend Find it on that. Find what you like. We we're just yeah. talking about that, right? Yeah. Like we always get like people go, "Why is <laughs> why is the ukulele cost this much when you only use that much wood? It doesn't make sense. It costs more than a guitar." It's like, well, you know, it's yeah. just yeah, it's because it's made. You're using, well, you're using rare woods sometimes, mm -hmm. and you know, I use this analogy a lot of times in my store. If you went to the Home Depot and bought a cabinet for your kitchen. You'd probably pay a couple hundred bucks and it'd be plywood and factory made and you wouldn't think twice about it. If you went to your local woodworker and said, please make me that same cabinet, but carve it out of hard, beautiful <laughs> walnut and come in and install it and you offered him a hundred, couple hundred bucks for it, he'd laugh in your face. <laughs> That's a good one, Skill yeah. <laughs> has, you know, much like no. technique has an uh, amazing amount to do with the sound of your clay, skill of the builder has an mm -hmm. amazing amount to do because you know, a factory, you know, a collar or an ohana or a factory made ukulele, you can throw wood in the machine, hit go, and like 20 minutes later, the ukulele pops out. Mm -hmm. If we if we tell Joe Souza right now, hey, make, <laughs> make 
Make me a standard K1 Connie Leia mm. and stop everything else. Don't yeah. do anything else but build me that. It's still going to take him like three or four days. Yeah. To start from blocks of wood. And that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it like might, curing me. It, it, yeah. It may take longer. <laughs> and that's just because that's what it's going to take for a real craftsman to take <laughs> yeah. blocks of wood and end up with that. Do you want just the fretboard? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just the headstock? Yeah. I can do that in three days. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a thing to understand, guys. Mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, a small soprano ukulele it might look like, oh, it's so small, not mm -hmm. much wood. Yeah, but what you don't see is the dozens and dozens of hours mm -hmm. that went into uh, that went into it to build mm -hmm. the thing. I mean, uh, we saw uh, what was it? Uh, what's there something? Kaimana. Yeah. And he was talking about the new thing Kanalia does, where they film yeah. your your ukulele being built. Yeah. So the builder's experience or something, or the so do, he says something like. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna have to. It take. It costs a lot of extra money because when they finish your ukulele, they're gonna have to edit down from like a hundred hours of footage <laughs> of your ukulele being yeah. built to edit it down to like three hours yeah, or like so a, a couple yeah. hours of like you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. like the highlights of it being built. That yeah. should give you an idea of what a good instrument takes to build. Yeah. Well, or that, or fly down to Kauai, go down to Scotty's music see either Mike Odo or Kavika. Oh, you can see Delisa and, and Don. Or Delisa and Don, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and have them show you their ukuleles in stock, play them, and then pick what you like, yep. right? Best way to don't, do it. Don't let Mike tell you which, which one to buy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just play it and see whatever, whatever tickles your fancy, whatever you like, whatever sounds good to you, that's what you get. I think uh, we like when we were talking about picking your ukulele. Like yeah. we might have mentioned this, or like it was talked about, is like really the instrument picks you. It's like yes, like, the Harry yeah. Potter wand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. the DDR pad choose you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. The leg weights choose you. <laughs> the leg weights go on your foot automatically yeah. if it wants to. It's like you touch you touch the ukulele, and all the other ukuleles start rattling in the shop. <laughs> your hair pulls back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, with that said, check out Mike over at Scotty's Music on Kauai. For those of you folks who, uh, you know, who are fortunate enough to come down and visit this beautiful island, make sure you see Mike over at Scotty's Music or any of the other awesome people that work yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and they'll definitely help you out. Pick the right and perfect ukulele just for you. Um, and, you know, while you're at it, on, if you're here on a Wednesday, see us over at the Oasis where we're playing most of the time, you know, at three to five. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... People can be like, we don't know where you're at. 3 to 5 p.m. Wednesday's Oasis, unless we're on tour. Unless <laughs> I'm like on a red carpet or something, mm -hmm. Mike. So I do that sometimes now. I heard that. That's, that's, I heard that. That's, that's a thing it makes, that I It do. makes me playing here seem not that cool, <laughs> knowing that somebody Widow. else was on. You know, I was at the blue note. He was on the red yeah. carpet. I, I, we, haven't, we haven't talked about it yet. Well, we're waiting until, uh, until, until Aaron gets here. We'll talk <laughs> about the red carpet experience. <laughs> but it was it was okay. It'll take like two minutes. <laughs> we'll see you folks next time. Make sure you check that out. Uh, sign up for UU Plus to take your ukulele playing to the next level. You can book some private lessons with me. Um, and we got tons of exclusive content on there as well. All right. So check also UU Shop. Shop.ukulelaontheground.com. Shop.ukulelaontheground.com. Um, get some, get some kanileas, some very, very, very beautiful curated ukuleles over at shop.ukulelaontheground.com. We have a dream model. You guys have a dream model. We too, do right? too. Nice. We have a, a dream model. A dream, a Willie K, and then platinum. Oh. You still have the platinum? No, we sold that. Oh. We actually did sell the platinum. Nice. The and platinum. I was surprised that we did. Yeah, that's an expensive ukulele. Yeah, but. Congrats on one of our users. I don't, I don't know if he wants to be, you know, he wants to be called out. I think, but he got one of the 2022 platinums. Oh. The one like with all the beautiful like the waterfall. <clears throat> yes. Mm -hmm. Oh my so god. One of our users got one. You know who you are. Congrats. I, next time you're on Kauai, please bring that. <laughs> and I'd like to steal it from you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, we're gonna get going. We'll see you folks next time. Thank you so much, Mike. No worries. Good to see you guys. Thank you, special guest. Hello everyone, bye. Uh, stick around for live coaching. <laughs>